Welcome to a Skin Depth Convo. I'm Anna Kagaraikis. This is a show focused on educating and inspiring all those in the skincare and beauty industry. But it is also a show for those looking to improve themselves from the inside out. And today we're bringing in someone who teaches the importance of how what we put into our bodies makes a big difference on our face or what he calls the canvas because he is a true artist and joining us in a bit will be celebrity makeup artist Michael Moore who is also an esthetician and Lyra Clinical brand ambassador. He'll share some of the best tips and tricks in makeup plus so much more but first we want to welcome in our expert host part of the founders of Lyra Clinical Metaxi Delicas and Francine Kagaraikis. Ladies, it's great to see you again. I'm excited to chat with Michael in just a little bit too. Yeah, Michael is a great friend and we've known him for a few years and we love his philosophy of beauty from the inside out. He really does know his stuff when he's talking about skincare and makeup. So how long do we know him? Actually, we've known him since around uh, 2010. Right, Uh, we were introduced by Brenda to Michael back in Colorado. Yes, and he's done our makeup quite a few times and has corrected us on quite a few things. So (laughs) he makes us look just a little better. Actually, we've been by his his studio, and I have to say it's really nice that he customized our palettes, and we've used his makeup for a long time. And it really is nice that it's actually customized for us, and it takes time, and he picks the right color, the right shades. So we still use his palettes and really find it really nice to be able to work with a professional. And he has quite a few celebrity clients, but I'm sure we'll let Michael tell us about that. Yeah, we'll definitely get into that because he has a long list of celebrities that he has done makeup for and has some really great stories that we'll get into in just a little bit. But first, one of the things that I want to discuss with both of you, we'll get into trends with him in a little bit. But recently, Lyric Clinical held a roundtable discussion talking about trends for 2022. Can you kind of both bring up what was discussed in that roundtable? So we had a lot of fun with that. I think Metaxi was thinking to herself, why are we talking about this? Because this is what's on social media. We have to discuss it. So Xia, you need to tell me what you think of glazing. <laughs> trends. I think we want to be current. And trends is not the word I'm looking for. I think current. And, and it's it was a fun conversation to go over some of the things that we see being really popular right now, but they always have been popular. And, and I think what we've learned is that keeping healthy, the skin healthy, and and some of the skin, you know, those terms that we use are very similar to what we try to deliver on our home care products. I remember we did talk about certain things and even the terms were unusual for us. As I was saying, glazing or donut glazing, where the skin is actually shiny. And I think people are looking for that nice, dewy, healthy look, not to be dehydrated because when the skin's dehydrated, you actually look older. Mm -hmm. So that nice dewy look is what we're looking for. And you could actually get that type of hydration with professional skincare when you're able to use a delivery system that locks in hydration in the skin. I think dewy is a good word. I think glazed, I remember having glazed donuts. (laughs) (laughs) Which sounds always good. Delicious. I love glazed donuts, but I think having that glazed look to me is really having that dewy kind of hydrated look. For me, it's very, maybe the word's a little bit different, but definitely the glow is a, it's a youthful sign on anyone's skin. So I think the second one, Anna was slugging. Slugging. (laughs) Okay, so explain slugging. I know these are terms. Is it the same as glazing or is it just, is it a little bit different? It's the technique of trying to lock in hydration. And this is where they actually put something like petroleum jelly 
on top of their skincare to push it into the skin. But with today's technology and um, delivery systems in our skincare, you do not have to push it in. It is able to get into the skin because today's technology through peptide technology, through different delivery systems, hydroxysomes, many different things, you can get those ingredients into the skin. You do not have to push it in with petroleum jelly. I have an example. Our Aunt Mary, Thea Mary, we call her, she would actually apply Vaseline back then every night to her skin. And it wasn't just to put Vaseline. It's really more keeping the moisture in. And we're finding that moisture keeps the skin preserved so it doesn't get wrinkled as much as someone that's not putting hydration on their skin. And it's funny now we're saying delivery. You're talking about delivery of different ingredients. We have mastered it with technology so we can apply products that will work uh, 24 hours dosing it. So you can maintain hydrated skin during the night when it repairs and wake up in the morning with hydrating skin. This goes back a while. I mean, if our aunt was doing that with Vaseline and what was the other one she was using? Lemon. lemon she sure. would use lemon for hyperpigmentation, citric acid, mm-hmm. and that would be nice to help. But we also have a product. It's called our Health Recovery Balm, which yeah. has that type of occlusive barrier. And you can use that, let's say, on your lips or you can use it on skin that has been peeled. So you could have that occlusive barrier, but you do not have to use it for hydration. So after all these trends that are out there and everything, if people are looking up glazing and slugging and all these different names, what are they looking for in the end when it comes to their skin? They're looking for hydration. They're looking for the correct product that will hydrate their skin, perfect their skin, and make sure they have that nice, healthy glow. I think there's nothing more beautiful than taking a selfie and being so proud of your skin. And I think that that's the trend. Without a filter. Without a filter, you're so right, Fran. Without a filter, I think uh, selfies are here to stay and being proud of your skin and proud of how your skin glows is, is the best way. Trends will come and go, but healthy skin is here to stay. When you put a barrier on, the skin has to be clean because cleansing your skin at night is really important because you want a clean canvas. You don't want to put a heavy barrier so you trap all of that debris under that barrier. You want to be sure that you're trapping it in a way that you're delivering hydration. So like Francine says, products really have changed the way we treat skin at night. Home care is really different, but you don't want to put a barrier on skin that hasn't properly been cleansed. You want to be sure that you know, you're know you not making the skin not able to breathe. I think that's really important too. Sometimes at night you sweat and all of a sudden that sweat staying with that barrier. I mean, I, I think it's understanding that the, the skin repairs at night and we should be aware of that and wake up with more of a hydrated skin than just having the skin kind of trying to repair itself and be drier yeah. in the morning. And so, I think the fact that Michael is an esthetician and a makeup artist is a benefit because he understands how to take care of the skin before he puts on the makeup. And he's actually has them working on it. So when he puts on the makeup, you don't have to put as much on and then he just perfects what he needs to perfect. Yeah, you're right. He, he really works with a clean canvas. And Anna, you said it right in the beginning of your opening. The canvas is your epidermis, your skin. And if it's clean, you want to have that application of professional makeup actually sh- show off your beautiful, healthy skin, not just cover it up. And I think that Michael has both professions working hand in hand together to give you that clean, beautiful, healthy skin that has a beautiful highlight or a beautiful color to bring back all beautiful features. He does a great job, so I'm really excited to talk to him. When we come back after this break, we'll talk to Michael Moore right after this word from Lyra Clinical. 
Lyric Clinical takes today's skincare to the next level. Using cutting edge technology and the best high quality ingredients, Lyric gives you brighter, healthier, younger looking skin. With award-winning products, advanced education, and innovative skincare philosophies, Lyra Clinical is redefining aesthetics and offering superior products and treatments that produce remarkable results. It's beauty from the inside out. Be bright, be beautiful, Lyra Clinical. Well, now we welcome in esthetician, professional makeup artist, and Lyra Clinical brand ambassador, Michael Moore. Michael, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. You know, I just want to get this clear for everybody because this is an audio production, so they're not seeing your very handsome face on the screen right now. But you are not the Michael Moore, the documentary director. Do you get that confused all the time? Do people get confused all the time when they hear your name? Yes, and we're actually from the same hometown. Really? Yes, exactly. And it happens all the time. And as a child, uh, he and my uncle shared the same driveway and their, their summer homes. And so I knew him from a very young age and before he was ever successful and, and well-known. And people do. They always tell me I'm not the real Michael Moore. It should be the other way around, right? You're the Thank handsome you. Michael Moore. Yeah. There you go. You're the handsome Michael Moore. No offense to the other Michael Moore, the film director. Very talented as well. But that is really interesting how you guys all knew each other. There's that connection, not only in name, but also in life. But let's kind of get to know you a little bit. How did you get started in the beauty industry? What drew you to it? Well, you know, nothing ever really drew me to the beauty industry. It's very interesting because I was actually supposed to be a lawyer. And I went to school in my uh, for pre-law and political science. And then I got into law school, all that kind of stuff. And then my last year of being a performer, I was an actor, dancer, model, all that kind of stuff. My last year of performing, I decided to move to Atlanta and go to art school. And I wanted to become an interior designer. So I went into Macy's at Lenox Square Mall in Atlanta, Georgia, and I just decided to put my application in. I have never done retail before in my life. And, you know, this is well before cell phones and everything else. And I got back to my apartment and there was a voicemail waiting for me. And they said, we would like to interview you for a position at Macy's. So I went in there and they said, well, with your history of being a model, actor, dancer, all that kind of stuff, we think you'd be great in a cosmetic department. I'm like, I know nothing about makeup. And but sure, if you want to give me a job, I'll be more than happy to do it. And the rest is history. It's 34 years now been in the industry. And I've just been very lucky and very blessed that uh, many things have just came to me naturally, as well as great positions with companies and, and growth. And I've been very blessed that way. Well, you're just an amazing person. I mean, uh, we met you a few years ago. And when we first Matt, I mean, you just have an energy like no other, but you are considered a celebrity makeup artist and you have an extensive portfolio. In fact, when I come, when I see you, I wonder if I have my makeup on right because you're so good at what you're doing. But you have some famous, famous people that you've worked on, some beautiful women and some famous and some royalty. Yeah. Um, who was one of your favorites that you worked with? I think one of my favorite people I ever worked with was Sandra Bullock. You know, she was just so simple. She was so easy. She was so much fun. And she was charming. I mean, she was amazing to work with. Another one that I really enjoyed working with is the now Queen of Jordan, Queen Rania. She was amazing. She was princess at that point in time. She had not been, uh, it was right before her inauguration or whatever you want to call it, uh, where she became the queen and her husband became the king. She was unbelievable. You know, I, I just recently worked again with Sarah Ferguson, Duchess of York, and she's amazing. And she is just such a 
forced to be reckoned with, with what she does in the world. And I love people who have spirit. I love people who have growth. You know, I've dealt with a lot of other um, celebrities that are not like that. And I've dealt with a lot of celebrities that um, have a very different kind of personality and a very different outlook. And they feel like they can speak to you in very different ways than as another human, unfortunately. You share a story with me, and I will forever remember that. When Sarah mentioned you, could you just say that story? Because that really meant a lot. Because people do touch people's lives, and the way you touch her life, I, I will forever cherish that story. Can you share that? Well, she and I were talking. I was doing her makeup, and I was just trying to build conversation. And I asked her about becoming a grandmother. And she really you know, just lit up about talking about her uh, two grandchildren. And she was talking about her children and about her daughters, about how wonderful mothers they become, especially with what they've gone through in the last couple of years. And so I told her, I said, just remember one thing, Sarah. I said, you will always know the truth. You can be sitting in a room that everybody tells you is blue, but if you know it's red, it is the truth that you know it's red. And so she's like, you're right. And so she kept saying, that's a nugget, that's a nugget. And she kept saying that. So that night when she was the keynote speaker at this event that I was attending, she gave three quotes from three different people who she feels has touched her life in a very big way. One was Mother Teresa. I don't remember who the other one was. And then the third one was me. She goes, that is a quote that she will take to her grave that she said, I will always know what is right, even when the world tells her it's wrong. It was impactful for me to number one, know that this kid from a farming community in Michigan actually is number one, sitting there and dealing with the Duchess of York. And then number two, that the Duchess of York is actually mentioning me in her speeches now going worldwide. You don't ever know how you're going to impact somebody's life. You don't know how you're ever going to impact the world. And all you can do is just try to live your best life every single moment of it. And hopefully you do it with grace and you do it with honesty and you do it with heart. Michael, it seems like you're able to draw the best from people because your energy is very inviting and you make people feel comfortable and bring out their inner beauty. So I think you bring that to the industry and the word artist really does reflect on you. Thank you. That's very kind. You could tell how much you impact so many people and you, you know, you're really close with them. Obviously you're right in front of them. So you get to know people on a completely different level. But now the other thing that you're doing is you're also really active on social media. You're out there, you are considered an expert and, you know, with so many social media experts out there, though, and online tutorials on every platform, how do you actually guide your clients through trends, both products and applications? You know, the one thing I always say to them, Anna, is just step back and see if you can see yourself in that trend. Step back and see if you even see yourself in that Instagram post. So like, for instance, I always say my sweet spot for clients are about 35 to 65, you know, and it's usually at a time that client has all of a sudden kind of lost herself in the world because she might be a professional woman who is growing in her profession. She might be a mother. She might be a political figure who all of a sudden she doesn't think about herself often. So then they get on Instagram, like, oh, don't I need this highlighter that looks like, you know, JLo and JLo's amazing woman and she's a beautiful woman, but she's on stage and she is a celebrity in that aspect of it. And so if you're running for president of the United States, I don't want to see a heavy highlighter on the future president of the United States or the future speaker of the house or anything like that. And so it's, it's like, you have to look at trends and you have to see if it really is going to serve you as a trend that will endure on you and not make you look like 
a little bit of a clown at times. You know, I'm a firm believer and I was just doing, I do my teaching Tuesdays every Tuesday morning and I just did one. And I was talking about lashes and I talk about, I love growth enhancement products for lashes. I love lash curlers. I love good mascaras. One thing I don't like is lash extensions. I always tell my clients, it's like, you know, your eyelashes should look like hair. They should not look like somebody has a butterfly that just landed on your eyelids. And so I know that a lot of people in this industry do lash extensions and I'm not here to judge against them, but, you know, follow it and see if it feels right for you whenever you're looking at any trend. If it's a red lipstick, if it's a highlighter, if it's an architectural type of uh, eyeliner, just feel if it's going to work for you at your age and where you are at this point in time in your life. Metaxi and I actually have had our makeup done with Michael. And Michael, I do have to say that you were able to put it on and I was very comfortable. was very excited the way you did it. I keep trying my best to follow what you've done. And I thank you for that. But I think we were very excited the way you put it on very quick, very light, but it was there and it enhanced what it needed to enhance. Well, for me, for me, he did that custom palette for me. And that was really cool because you kind of look what brings out color and it is an artist because, you know, an artist could put something together that we can't can't see but when it's finished it's such a beautiful piece and that palette you put together bringing the color the shape so many factors that people don't consider so I have to agree friend we learned a lot we learned a lot what draws out our color or what looks natural but yet very professional so yeah whenever we see you we kind of do we do it did we do it right did we do it right (laughs) no I I have to make sure to put it on correctly before I see Michael (laughs) yeah well kind of following up on that actually so do you have any certain keys in your mind like if somebody has a certain eye color that you you're kind of more drawn to certain colors or when you see somebody in front of you what are some things that you say okay this person needs this well i'm a firm believer eyes are the windows to the soul so you have to make sure that you truly bring out a person's eyes because as i always say to like i was just up in Vail, colorado last weekend doing a big wedding i always say to the bride it's like you want to make sure that your groom is looking into your eyes when he tells you he loves you and not looking at your breast or something like that and so you want to make sure that when he tells you that when your eyes are always the focus of everything and we speak with our eyes unfortunately if you don't even have the chance to speak you can still speak with your eyes with emotion and everything and so i'm a firm believer always bring out the eyes and but bringing out the eyes doesn't mean to always throw three thousand different eyeshadows on it it's about finding what is going to enhance your eyes bring out your eyes and impact your eyes and i think a lot of people when they come into my studio in cherry creek in denver they always think you know, they're going to leave with so much eyeshadow. And a lot of times they actually leave with no eyeshadows on. And it's really about how they put the eyeliner on. And that is one of my key to successes, I feel, is the way that a woman puts her eyeliner on. And I am a firm believer that any woman over the age of 40 needs to have a navy blue eyeliner in her wardrobe. And I mean, true, true navy that you can't tell it's black, you can't tell it's blue. And you want to take that and you want to put it up into the root of those eyelashes. Because in Unfortunately, as we start to age a little bit, we lose that eyelid. And so you're just doing that and impacting that eye. So you really see the eyes and people are always when they look in the final mirror, because we have two different mirrors that we look in with my client, the one that we are doing the lesson in, and then we take them to another area where there's more natural light and they can see that. And they're always like, my God, my eyes. 
Exactly. And as I always also say, your eyes, your Dinah Ross and your cheeks, and your lips are the Supremes. So the backup singer should always be there to bring out the lead singer at all times. And one thing we know about Diana Ross is, you know, if one of her backup singers is going to take over on that stage, she's going to slap them off that stage too. <laughs> so make sure that you're not, the lips or the cheeks are not taking over the lead. And so they're always enhancing the lead at all times. Those are great. Those are absolutely great tips. Now we're going to bat you. our eyes a little more. I know. <laughs> mm-hmm. I know. I noticed my eyes whitening too. Yeah. <laughs> Fran's already wearing the navy blue. I, mean, I, yeah. Fran, I love yeah. it. Michael I, told me about it. And I and ran. I, yeah. And I uh, think More for Life is your makeup line. Yes. And you have that in your line. And I do. And you made a palette for me also. It was fun. It was a great time. And, you know, someday you guys will have to come back to Denver and we'll do makeup lessons so you can actually really duplicate it afterwards. Okay. Yes. Thank you. I need that because I swear I just do simple every day, just a little bit here and there because I'm quick on the go. I've learned how to do stuff quickly. But all those little tricks that you're talking about, just little things here and there, just to emphasize small things. I think it makes such a big difference. And what, you know, what Fran does and what you do could be two totally different things where, you know, maybe yours is a concealer and no foundation and maybe Fran needs a foundation and no concealer. But that's one thing that we do is we really pick it and we fit it into your lifestyle. I teach a three, a five and a seven minute application. Three minutes is your quick and easy on a Saturday. You're just going to go to Safeway and run errands. Five minutes is your professional look and seven minutes is going to a black tie event. What happens when it's 15 minutes? We overdid it. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Maybe, Fran. I got caught. I got caught. Okay. (laughs) I'm going to put a timer on her. Exactly. I'm going to put a timer. Seven minutes. Michael said seven minutes. I have a hard time making sure I do it straight. Yeah, (laughs) we'll go. Liner. Go up underneath your eyelash line because you got to remember there's only a few parts of your body that will never wrinkle, right? And the um, under part of your eyelash line will never wrinkle. The top, of course, it could be like road bumps all over there, or, you know, uh, speed bumps oh, all over your eyelid, right? That's the problem. Okay. Figured that one out. Okay. Exactly. <laughs> Any other application tips that you have, like just for just a quick thing on the go, like, like you're talking about doing eyeliner, any quick little tips that you have for people to make it a little easier for them every day? A lot of times, I think people put way too much foundation on their faces, you know, and foundation is the quickest and easiest thing to age somebody. Number one, the color is I would say about 98% of all people that come into my studio are wearing the wrong color of foundation. And so you want to make sure that you you check that foundation in natural light, not when you're at Sephora, because there's no windows at Sephora. You want to make sure that you stripe it onto a naked face right at the jawline, run outside and find out which one disappears into your skin. Same way with even the Lyra BB creams. What is the one that is the closest to your skin tone that will blend into your skin tone? And I love those BBs and we sell a crap load of them at my studio because they are so multitasking and they're so multidimensional for everybody. And, you know, people just need a little bit of cleanliness to the face, usually not a ton of, of coverage on the face. And the other thing too, is a lot of people will go to foundation usually before concealer. And as we age, we usually need concealer before we need foundation. And another big mistake with that, Anna, is that a lot of people will take the concealer throughout the whole ocular cavity and where the darkness usually is only the inside quarter of the eye. And that's really where you should be putting concealer. I learned something new just now because I, yeah. I realized I'm doing it wrong. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
That's a really good thing to know, actually, yeah. too. Michael, what do you feel about primers? Do you feel we need primers? You know, mostly I do feel that people do need primers, you know, and I've got three different primers we sell at my at More for Life. And my number one primer is, you know, I'm a firm believer in using SPF. I'm a firm believer in using mineral-based SPF, not chemical-based SPF. So I love the BB Bright. The BB Bright, we sell probably about 80 to 100 of those a month in my studio. And because that product, I love how it smooths out the fine lines and wrinkles. It gives a beautiful radiance to the surface of your skin. I love that it's got the argilline and arbutin in it, which helps reduce dark circles and brown spots. I love that it's got your plant stem cells in it. I love that it's got your peptides in it. It's got so many things in it and so many benefits. So if you're going to be putting a primer on, why don't you put a primer on that changes your skin, not only makes your makeup look better. The other thing is you're also a licensed esthetician. Can you also talk about how beauty and healthy skin go hand in hand? You know, what do you feel is a common misconception among consumers regarding makeup and skincare? I think the biggest misconception is that skincare starts on the surface of your skin rather than inside the body. And I'm a firm believer when somebody comes in with acneic skin or yellowing skin or brown spots or something like that, let's get to the root problem of where these are coming from because they normally are coming from your stomach. And that's one thing I try to get my clients into gut health more than anything so that they can really have a good looking face because you can put all the moisturizers on your face as you want to, but if you're eating the wrong diet, for your skin type, then your skin's not going to still look good. It will look better, most definitely, but it will not look its best. You know, I look at people as we age, and I'm 56 years old now, and I hate what aging is doing to me. But I sat there and I look at people who are counterparts of mine who are in the same age range. I'm like, why do you look 20 years older than me? You know, and I look so much younger than you. And I'm not saying that I came from a family of good genes because I didn't. We age quickly in my family, but I can sit there and I look at my siblings and I look at myself and I know that I've taken better care of my body, my gut, my, my cellular system than they did. And it really shows on the outcome of what we look like now at this point in time in our lives. How are people responding to that, Michael, when you're talking to your clients and you're trying to explain this? Is it easy for them to understand or do you find that people respond and understand this? You know, it's always about baby steps. If it's a person who drinks no water, let's just challenge that person to drink some more water. If it's a person who does everything, but yet they're not going to see a naturopathic doctor and they're using, you know, they might have acne all around their mouth. I'm like, okay, well, that's hormonal acne. Let's look and see where that's coming from. And let's send them to a naturopathic doctor to look at that rather than a medical doctor. And I'm not saying medical doctors are wrong. What I am saying, though, is they need to work together with a naturopathic and you need to try all things to really find the root cause of where this acne is coming from. But Michael, looking at your skin, and we've known you for a few years now, you mm -hmm. look better every time I see you. So I don't know if it's your mind, where you're at, your diet, obviously it all matters, but you look you look healthy, you have a glow and you don't look your age and you live in a climate that's really harsh. So is there yeah. anything that, you know, I mean, again, it's putting it together. And I think you were talking about the whole, our, us as a whole, not just putting makeup on, you kind of gave us those tips that really are important to understand that you are a therapist, you are touching, you are an esthetician, you're an artist, but that makes it, when you walk away, you feel really good about yourself. So whatever you're doing and how you come across when we see you, I think people are you know, addicted to that. And I think that's what's really cool about you. You're not just giving makeup lessons, you're doing much more than that. 
Right. You know, and self-care is so important and self-care mm-hmm. is so much more than just washing your face and moisturizing your face. It's like, you know, I'm a firm believer in hydration IVs. I'm a firm believer in hyperbaric chambers. I'm a firm believer in LED light therapy. You know, I'm actually just getting into cryotherapy right now, which is really changing the way my skin looks. And I love all that kind of stuff. And I'll be the first one to tell you, you know, getting old costs a lot of money. It really <laughs> You know, I was with my physical therapist this morning. I was with my chiropractor yesterday. I was like, oh my gosh, you know, it's like, it's a full-time job just to age. You know, we were talking about that. I think it was in another podcast that we were doing. And instead of calling it anti-age, there was another word and it was authentic aging. Mm, I love that term. I really do. A little more authentic because we're actually, as we're aging, we're getting better in a lot of ways because now we understand more. We can do more, like you're saying. I like to authentically be the age that I want to be. Mm -hmm. Yes, exactly. The reality check, though, with a reality check. (laughs) Right. And I think my big one right now, Francine, is bodies. Bodies are bothering me big time. I sit there and I look at my friends who are much older than me and I look at my friends who are much younger than me. And I sat there with, you know, like this bride the other day up in Vail. I'm just like looking at her legs. I'm like, oh my God, she doesn't even have a brown spot on her leg anywhere yet. And I'm envious of those kind of bodies that still glow and they still look hydrated and they still look fresh. And so now my whole goal right now is to get my clients into taking better care of their bodies. Because one thing that upsets me more than anything is when my clients tell me, oh, well, I use sunscreen on my face. I just don't use it on my body. I'm like, that's such a small percentage of your, of that organism on your body. If your skin is your largest organism in your whole body and you're only using protecting the face and that's it. You know, I'm a person who's had skin cancer eight times and only one melanoma, you know, thank God for that. But, you know, I know there's many more to come. You know, I was born and raised on a dairy farm. I was a performer. I performed out on football fields. You have to rehearse on football fields. I know what the damaging rays can do to your body and to your skin. And I cannot, I cannot talk enough about the key ingredients in SPF. And that's one reason I love the Lear SPFs. And I'm so excited about what's coming out in the future for your company with SPF. I love those kind of things because those ingredients that you guys put on there for SPF are just beautiful and they're healthy and they're protective and they're non-toxic. That's one thing. I hate when skincare companies are just layering you up with toxins and they need to really rethink about what they're putting onto a person's biggest organism of their whole body. That's true. Very, very true. I want to ask you, what is your favorite Lyra product? You know, I always tell this proudly. I say this, the pro exfoliating cleanser. Love that product. When Brenda Cumming introduced me to the brand of Lyra many, many, many years ago, and I think I was one of the, your very first accounts in the United States, it was that cleanser that sold me on the whole brand. And that cleanser still, I love when I put it on a client's face because I will always wash their face with it. I'm like, feel this. I'm like, oh my God, it feels like a baby's butt. I'm like, <laughs> exactly. You know, with the lactic acid, the salicylic acid, it's a degreaser, it's a hydrator. Love that product. And it's a great step to, as I call it, the gateway drug into Lyra. Oh, the gateway drug. Yeah, I love it. Exactly. I like that. I like that. 
How about a favorite skincare ingredient? Do you have a favorite specific ingredient? Well, I live in Colorado, Anna, so hyaluronic acid. You know, hyaluronic acid is so such a must in, in our state. And I think it's a must everywhere. I truly think hyaluronic acid needs to be in every person's body care and it needs to be on their face care as well. Explain also for those who may not be a skincare professional, if you're just somebody who's listening to this show as a consumer, why should hyaluronic acid be added into your skincare routine? Hyaluronic acid, in my my layman terms, are is a moisture binder. It basically holds 1,000% more moisture per molecule. So if you think about what moisturizer does, and then you throw hyaluronic acid underneath it, you're actually holding that moisture into the surface of your skin for a longer period of time. Now, with uh, bioinfusion from Lyra Clinical, it has some really great ingredients, which gives you 6,000% more uh, hydration per molecule, which I love that product. And so it's always an easy thing for my clients to take with them, and they feel the difference the moment they put it on their face. And I personally use bioinfusion all over my body every single day before I put a body lotion on. You are a brand ambassador for Lear. Yes. And I know that's really special for us. We were so, so honored that you agreed. But what does the brand ambassador mean to you? It means I could spend more time with you guys. <laughs> so. <laughs> that's so sweet. Thank you, Michael. Uh, that really makes cool. us uh, very happy because we love you. Yeah, you're so kind. Thank you. Um, No, what it means to me is I get to spread the word of the brand that I really believe in. You guys gave me the chance to use your brand, one of the very first uh, accounts in the United States. And I'm honored with that. And it has done well for me, my whole uh, career since I opened my very first studio. And being the brand ambassador, if more people can understand what Lyric Clinical does, I'm going to be one of the people who wants to tell them about what Lyric Clinical can do. Thank you. Thank you. Obviously, being in the skincare industry, it's a very female-dominated industry. I was always a a female that worked in a male-dominated industry in sports. Can you kind of give your take on what it's like being in this side of the industry as a man? You know, a lot of people often will say, oh, we want your opinion because you're a man. And I don't understand that. First of all, I don't understand where a woman is coming from when she asks it in that kind of way. But being a man in this industry, I think... It's easier, and maybe it's because of father issues or daddy issues or whatever, but maybe it's like when a man says it to a woman, she hears it deeper than if a woman says it to her. Because I think often that's kind of like sales. I don't believe in selling. I have never believed in selling. I believe in telling a person you can choose to take it with you or not. And, you know, you will come back for those products or you'll look for something that might work as good or differently, but you're going to take it. But I think the idea of being a man in in this industry, I do think we set ourselves apart in this industry just because we speak about things in a very different way. It's not about trying to be more attractive than the woman next to you. It's not about trying to have better skin than the woman next to you. It's more about just understanding that I want this woman to be the most beautiful thing that she can be. And if that's inside, outside, or all the way around. And I think people understand that with me. Well, anytime you touch, we've watched you actually do the makeup of the BBs. We've watched you talk to people. And I can tell you, it's it's just your perception on what can they do better. And they mm-hmm. follow. I mean, I, I mean, I could line you up right next to a woman or a lady. And all of a sudden, they're looking because they want to get that approval. They want to see how you perceive them. It is a benefit sometimes to, to be able to have a man's opinion on a woman's look 
on a woman's makeup because we want to please too. And you guys mm -hmm. want to give us an honest opinion. And I think that's what they're looking for, your honest opinion on what you would think. I, I, I agree think with that. You bring, another, you bring something to the table. As Metaxi was saying at the BBs, when we do trade shows and you mm -hmm. do the BB section, that section is usually packed. I think they have your energy there. Mm -hmm. Not only are you male, but you bring that energy and they feel and they believe you because you're saying it from your heart. You're not just saying it because you want to show them a BB. You're saying what exactly that's in your heart and it comes across. Right. And I think it's also teaching somebody that you don't have to cover up. Why don't you just uncover who you really are instead of covering up who you really are? You know, I was on a date this last week and uh, it's a person who knew nothing about me. They didn't know what I really do for a career because I would tell them one thing, not, and not the real thing. <laughs> anyway, so with that being said, when I told them that and they're like, I don't understand why a woman will do all of that stuff all over their face. And I'm like, that's not my philosophy. My philosophy is truly looking at the woman and never seeing the makeup on her face, but seeing her in the most beautiful light. And so I think so many times clients are always shocked by how little amount of makeup they leave my studio wearing, but they feel so much more impactful. I get uncovering, that. Uncovering the beauty with just the right amount. And exactly. It's so cool. It's so cool. Yeah. Thank you. Right. And you know, you're somebody, Michael, who gives back and we know that it's very important to you and we would love to hear about your charity well you're too kind thank you i sit on three different boards of directors for three different nonprofits. the number one that i do is i'm the vice chairman of an organization called ascend performing arts we have five different youth performance organizations in the denver metro area but they're known worldwide and we travel worldwide. We have performers from all around the world who come to Denver, Colorado to perform with these organizations. And we have the Blue Knights Drum and Bugle Corps. We have the Blue Knights Percussion Ensemble. We have the Blue Knights Wind Ensemble. We have the Broncos Drumline, the Broncos Horn Line. And so that go to all the NFL games for them. And so that's one of them. But one thing that I love is when I was a child, my mother years ago, and God rest her soul, she asked me, because I was a very, very shy child, and I still am very shy, which people don't believe. But she told me, she goes, would you please try marching band? And I'm like, I don't want to do marching band. And so she said, just please try it for one season just for me. And I did. And I just fell in love with it because I know what it did for me. And it taught me how to be bigger than I ever expected my life to be and bigger than I ever thought I could be. And it has taught me so much. And hence the reason I'm on the board of directors for this organization, which I never performed with. I actually competed against them. We beat them. Thank God. <laughs> 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 but I'm honored to serve on the board because I love what this type of art does for so many people's mind and soul. And then another organization that I sit on the board of advisors for is it's called a precious child. And one of my very good clients, she was actually given a death sentence by uh, having some sort of disease of cancer. And she decided to start a nonprofit out of her own home. And she did it in 13 years later. It's one of the fastest growing nonprofits in the state wow. of Colorado, set on the board of advisors. 
And then the last but not least is my studio is in a district called Cherry Creek North. And I, I'm the chairman of the board for that organization. So I keep very busy with my studio and I keep very busy with my philanthropy work and I love giving. So if any organization ever calls me and said, hey, will you give a donation to our nonprofit for a silent auction? I'm the first one to say, yes, don't even ask. It comes to you because nonprofits have given me so much, but nonprofits give so much more to other people in the world. And I love what they can do. We love that you give back so much. You know, that's another thing that makes you beautiful on the inside and that oh, shines out through you. You're too kind. Thank you. You are. But I do. I believe you have to give back to the community that gives so much to you. And not to mention, I'm going to be a little selfish here. It brings in clients that might not have ever known who Michael Moore or yeah. More for Life is. And so why not give away a free service to teach them so much about what they can do for themselves? And then they become lifelong clients and they tell so many more people, right? Exactly. Well, that just goes to show you how proud you are of your work, how good your work is, because obviously you could say, hey, come in once and they'll come back for life. Like you said. Yeah. You know, it's all about marketing, isn't it? Mm -hmm. It's true. But you have the key, uh, Michael, to give first and you get back threefold. So you have the key there and it's working. Yeah. It is. Thank you. And then if people want to find out more about your professional services, also to see your social media, because you are very active on social media as well. How do they find you? More for Life or Michael Moore. Either one of them will find me. You can find me on Facebook. You can find me on Instagram. We do have a TikTok, but we haven't done much with it yet so far. So that's coming very soon. I agree. Guarantee that. But I have to add that Teaching Tuesdays, that's so awesome. I mean, you do so well. It's a short segment, but you take away something every time. So I would definitely say for anybody listening it would benefit them to listen to your teaching tuesdays for me i'm on all the time every Tuesday. thank you thank you i appreciate that you know those were fun and it's you know the pandemic you know for a lot of people paralyzed people it paralyzed businesses and restaurants and all that kind of stuff and i remember my assistant and i moved to my house to to start selling from and we decided that we always wanted time to be able to start producing videos and everything for our website. So I just said, let's just set them up in my kitchen and let's just start doing them live. And my business during the pandemic went through the roof and it has only followed in chart in chart. And I just love and thankful for those like little nuggets as uh, Duchess of York says, the little nuggets that just grow inside of you as my teaching Tuesdays have. And I appreciate that Metaxia. You do give more to life. So thank you. Uh, Thank you. Thank you. That's very kind. I've never thought about it that way, but thank you. Well, thank you so much, Michael. Incredible having you on here today and hearing about everything that you do. So thank you so much for joining us. Thank you so much, Anna. A big thank you again to Michael for joining us. A fantastic interview with him. He's always fun to bring on. And I can honestly say he has impacted so many lives, so many incredible people at so many celebrities that he's worked with over the years. Well, I have to say for me, Michael has touched our lives here in Lyra, and we've heard of the stories about him being involved with a lot of celebrities and royalty, but it's really nice that he actually has blended these two professions and make us all feel very good about our skin and about our makeup. So for me, he's touched us in a way that I think we're very fortunate and uh, we're happy to have him do this podcast. And I'm excited what he said about the Pro Exfoliating Cleanser, a gateway to Lyra Clinical. It's very exciting that he was able to bring that up. A little bit of lactic goes a long way in a cleanser. <laughs> he loves that cleanser. He does. He does love the Pro Exfoliating Cleanser. That's his favorite. He said it was his first product that he tried at Lyra Clinical and that got him hooked right away. So again, if you want to check it out, go to LyraClinical.com. You can go check out the Pro Exfoliating Cleanser yourself. But ladies, another fantastic show today. Thank you so much for everything. Thank you, Anna. 
Also, if you have any questions for Metaxi or Francine, you could email your questions to skindepthconvo at lyricclinical.com. That's skindepthconvo at lyricclinical.com. And remember to subscribe and rate the podcast Skin Depth Convo on iTunes or any of your other favorite directories where you listen to your podcast. Ladies, thank you again. And that will do it for all of us today at a Skin Depth Convo. I'm Anna Kagarakis, and we'll talk to you soon.